Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie! The Pumpa! What a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human foreburn. Oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of free league ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh, my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us, 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car car parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. Matt, welcome back from the weekend. How are you? Um, we were just talking off mic. Seems like two very, very pointless wins for this Bulls team in terms of where we stand right now. We'll get into that, but how are you? How was your weekend? Jordan, what's going on, man? What's up, Bulls Nation? Um, I know that I am not uh, not the most popular person on Bulls Twitter right now. Uh, I know I missed this. Wait, why? Wait, why? I, I, think, I think because... I, I'm not alone in just saying, hey, look at the math, look at the statistics, and look at the fact that the Bulls in this three-game winning streak have dropped to a position where they could lose 12% odds at a top-four pick. That's it. Plain and simple to me. Math. The Bulls could use a number-four overall pick. Would would certainly be helpful. Would be nice if we could keep that. And I, I, like... I, I'm just looking at it the simplistic route of, hey, 32% is a lot bigger than 20%. Give me 32%. And Bulls fans are like, but look at the growth. Look how well Kobe's playing. Zach and Vooch are gaining some chemistry. Great. Wonderful. To me, I'd rather have the extra chances at a top four pick. And, and, and it's just not popular to be logically rooting for L's right now instead of being happy for W's. Uh, we got to remember too, like we've been through this three or four seasons now rebuilding where in March and April, we tend to, uh, I don't know, some fans tend to get fooled by guys and go like, we were talking about it last week, Walt, Jem- Walt Lemon Jr. effect, right? Like, oh shit, Walt Lemon Jr. is putting up 20 points and six rebounds, six assists a game. Like, should we keep him around as a core piece? Like those types of conversations happen every single year, Matt, during this time. Right. So Wayne like, Selden, Sean, Sean Kilpatrick. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So like all of those things happen in March. And like Nico Miritich, remember how many times we talked about Nico Miritich is like, March Madness, he just decided to go off every March with the Bulls. 
that being said, I feel like people tend to forget like what is the long term goal. I think by the only thing with with the Bulls not losing both of these games or not sitting guys like Vooch and Levine, I feel like the league would have caught on. That's something we talked about last week. Like the league would catch on to that. Like, why aren't you playing your two best players? One isn't played in a month and it says he's ready to go. Like, why isn't he playing? And also Vooch, like Vooch probably could get away with, but sitting both of those guys for a nationally televised game, you know the NBA would come down. I don't know how hard they would come down either. But, right. but you know, if who was it? Zion, right? Had a fractured finger that oh, sat yeah. him out, and the Pelicans are doing what they can to maybe help their lottery odds right now. There are ways that you can do it without being completely obvious, or even if it is obvious, you can say, hey, this is on the injury report. What, what, what are you going to tell us if it's on the injury report? Um, and look, there is a difference in the Bulls winning games at the tail end of a season where you're not mathematically eliminated yet, but it would take a miracle and actually several miracles to, to get in. Winning games with your two all-stars who you're building with moving forward as the, as the core pieces and even a resurgent Kobe White back in the starting lineup playing well uh, – flourishing in his role that I think he should have always been in, which is a guy being a catch-and-shoot threat off the ball. And the the third threat after defenses are honing in on Zach and Vooch and they're building two-man chemistry in their two-man game. So it's it's better than winning games with Kilpatrick and Selden and the Jakars and the Brandon Sampsons and all the Sampsons and all the G League. At Brandon least it's Sampson. at least it's seeing your core guys win when you know that losing would be more beneficial to your team moving into the summer. At so, least it's that and not why are we winning games with Selden and, Kil- and Kilpatrick and this guy and that guy. So I haven't thought about it until now, but do you think that the motivation between the players and the coaching staff is different than maybe what the front office was trying to do here, let's say over the last two or three weeks? Like we never even got really a clear answer on like, was that the conditioning thing that Zach Levine had to sit out an extra week? Was that a Bulls thing or was that an NBA thing? I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get a clear answer on that one way or the other. The 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 very brief tweet that that Zach put up there before it was deleted made it sound like he was blaming the league because you know he said these protocols are for the birds or however he phrased it, meaning he wasn't happy with the rules that are in place that weren't allowing him to come back in. Maybe there were a few days, a couple of games in there where he had cleared and the Bulls were saying, let's let you get your conditioning back a little bit before we throw you back out there. But, you know, I don't know if there's any way we'll ever know the answer to that. So I ask that because if it was a Bulls thing, that it would make it more cut and dry is like, hey, the front office had one idea of how they wanted to end this season after Zach had to sit out for the last three weeks and Vooch has been hurt. Look at our schedule. Look at the back end of our last five games we've got to play. I think we didn't ever talk about worst case scenario at the end of the season, Matt. And I think we're falling into worst case scenario in terms of short term. Like, what did we get out of this season? I don't think that they predicted the Toronto Raptors to lose three in a row and then the Bulls to win three in a row. uh, Right as Vooch and Zach came back. But I think we didn't talk about the absolute worst case scenario. And maybe we should have is that the Bulls fall in this weird window of mediocrity where they don't get a draft pick, but they also miss out on the play in too. It's like, how many, if you ran through a thousand different simulations of this, that opportunity or that, that 
opportunity like in 2K would only come up what one or two times out of a thousand and it seems like we're we're falling into that trap. I don't know. It's very discouraging. Yeah. And even if you pull off this miracle and say, you know, the Pacers lose out and you are able to win a few more of these games of the four that you have left and you get the 10, you still got to play that play-in game and win that play-in game. And then assuming you are the 10, you also have to play the loser of the 7-8 play-in and win that game to then actually make the playoffs for real. Which, again, I'm sorry, I've said this before, these play-in playoff games that aren't really playoff games, we know that Zach wants to make the playoffs. Hasn't ever before in his career. And that's true for a lot of the young guys on this Bulls roster. But if you don't win both of those play-ins and don't actually make the playoffs, I'm sorry, but the value of the play-in playoffs for the experience moving for all oh, the playoff experience, everybody, it's one game, maybe two. And they're not even real playoff games. It's not a best of seven series. Don't talk to me about how valuable that playoff experience is going to be. Let me just tell it's you not this. Not even a playoff. Let me just tell you this right now. I saw a tweet over the weekend that said we're lining up to have higher ratings in these play-in games that happen than we are over the NBA finals over the last couple of seasons, Matt. Like that's right. Like, if you well, hate the- look, look at the Western Conference play-in situation right now, yeah. especially. Yeah. It's if- going to be epic. <laughs> If if LeBron ends up in the play-in after all of this, it's just going to be so good, man. Uh, but that's the thing is like if you hate the play-in, I'm sorry, it's here to stay because people are going to be tuned in for chaos. And like you had just mentioned, the Western Conference is chaos right now. But that's the thing we still have, we still have a whole week of games, and there's still a lot that can happen, and we have to continue to pay attention to what the Wizards are doing. But I hate to say it, in a great season and a lot of positivity that's happened this season, Matt, we've fallen into the one worst-case scenario, and unfortunately for us, we've won too many games and lost not enough of games, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you're you're still two and a half games behind Indiana with four games left to play. And you've got Brooklyn twice, Milwaukee, and then Toronto. Good luck. So Toronto's trying to tank, so there's one win if you want it, but... Is 30 wins going to be enough to catch Indiana, who already have 31? No. That's a pretty quick, simple math for you. If the Bulls finish one and three in these last four games, they out and have accidentally bumped themselves down two, two spots in the lottery, which would lose on 12% odd at keeping their top four pick. And people are so confused. I'm rooting for L's right now. And look, just briefly playing devil's advocate there are a couple of arguments on on bull twitter recently and, and that my buddy big dave has made you know ever the optimist that are legitimate to a degree they point to hey look at the awesome eight no bubble run that the suns made and the the momentum that they use that to carry into this season and look what they've done this season okay like sure eight no is not the same thing as a little three-game winning streak here and maybe the Bulls finishing like four and four over their final eight. Whoop-de-doo. They also added a Hall of Fame point guard in the offseason. Maybe that, in addition to the bubble momentum, contributed to this amazing season that they're having. But still, some legitimacy to that. The other argument that I've seen that I think is somewhat valid is the Bulls don't get that top four pick. Thus, 
instead of spending that money on a rookie who has a rookie scale contract that's pretty non-trivial as far as dollars towards the cap, because it is a pick that high, you could instead use that money elsewhere on a veteran quality player. And sure, that player might be able to contribute more meaningfully next season than a one-and-done rookie who's still a little wet behind the ears. Two arguments for let's see them win that are fine to me. But do they supersede the 12% odds that I'm talking about? Not in my opinion. Those are valid points, too, if you aren't fully on board with the idea that at some point Zach's got to get playoff experience and if like that matters in terms of long-term goals or keeping Zach here. If you're thinking about that, I think those are other supplemental arguments that do help. I didn't even think about the possibility of like having to structure the rookie contract and that eating into your cap space. So that's pretty smart. Like I'm on I was I already told you and I'm still on board that I thought the Bulls should make it. They should make the play in. That that's been the whole goal the entire season. Um that being said, again, we just fall in this weird window where I don't think we're going to be in the play-in, and I think our odds at the lottery have significantly dropped uh, over the last like ten days. So, it's it's not great, Jordan. It's, it's not, not great. Uh, but you know, we can't talk about some of the nice things that we've seen in these wins because, like I said, they are you know examples that we're seeing from players who are going to be here next season. Before that, though, I wanted to tell our listeners today's episode is brought to you in part by Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get star- started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. I will say this. I only have a couple of takeaways from both of these games, but the one was to see the Bulls win on national TV, man, was cool. Um, They didn't spotlight the team, I think, as much as I thought that they were going to, especially down the stretch here. And maybe that was just because Zach Levine's been absent for a month. Had Zach Levine been playing, I think there would have been more of a big storyline built in. Uh, But some of the things that they said about Patrick Williams, too, man, I just don't. JVG, he was he was trying to make this comp for Patrick Williams, and I'm like, dude, again, it, it sounds like you've watched like one Bulls game and maybe like six minutes of highlights. Like those little things bother me, but I, again, what do you take away from the national broadcast? Yeah, I mean, was it cool to hear a Mike Breen bang on like a dagger Zach Levine, you know, step back from the corner? Yeah, that was pretty great. I was talking with, you know, my guys, Big Dave and John during that fourth quarter Bulls Celtics thinking, how long has it been since we've seen the Bulls talked about on a national NBA broadcast? Like, you know, I think we had maybe one or two games earlier this season, but it's been a long time. 
and certainly not that, you know, A-team caliber kind of broadcast crew, generally speaking. You know, I, I think there there are some things about Jeff Van Gundy that I enjoy as the color guy, and there are some things that annoy me. And I'm with you in that his some of his takes on what the Bulls' pieces are right now and what they've done were, uh, shall we say, hastily researched by the commentator in this case. But that's not surprising because, again – you know, how many of these national broadcast crews are watching the Bulls earlier this season on a nightly basis or even on a weekly basis? Nobody's been watching the Bulls. So it is what it is. Um, hopefully, you know, if, if the league sees the Bulls as a team that might be about to turn the corner finally next season, we'll see some more national games. Um, but for the past four seasons after the Jimmy trade, this team has had no reason to be on national television. Yeah, I think for the most part, the Knicks have sort of stolen that spotlight that I thought the Bulls were going to get this season. Maybe we were one year too early. Like the Knicks have had the success story, like our caller even said late last week. Like they've had this the spotlight and the shine that I thought the Bulls were going to get this season, just especially the way things were going early on in the season. When Zach and Thad caught their groove together and they went on a... On, I think, what was it, winning seven of eight games or like eight of ten? Right there, right after the first two weeks of the season, they had a they had a streak of wins. Regardless, I thought that was the point where I was going to say, okay, I think maybe the Bulls are going to get some shine on some of these broadcasts. We even saw at the All-Star break, Matt, national games being added to the Bulls' schedule. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of those games this weekend are still TBD. I think one, of, one or two of those games were set up to be nationally televised games considering the Bulls still have a shot right now at this point to be in those playing games, and you're playing the Nets and the Bucks too. So that being said, I think the Knicks have stolen a little bit of that spotlight. But you're right, like I didn't expect anything big. It's been cool to watch Vooch continuously just eat at the boards too, if we're talking about X's and O's. He's just a board machine, right. man, and he's been scoring like crazy too. So that was good to see. Um, I don't know, like I can't and complain I mean, when being, the Bulls win, big man. Market- I mean, being a big market team like Chicago is, and now having two all-stars next season, Zach and Vooch, and especially if the Bulls add a third piece, maybe not a third all-star, but a third name that's like a name around the league, then you might see them get a significant bump in nationally televised games next season. Um, you know, I, I would already assume with the addition of Vooch and having two all-stars and you being the Chicago Bulls, we're going to see, I would say, five nationally televised games on the schedule right out of the gate next season, if not more. I would hope so anyway. But in the meantime, if that... And that's the other argument I've I've heard from Bulls fans who are enjoying these wins. If Zach and Vooch, and even throw Kobe in there if you want to, are playing this well and building this chemistry and a little bit of momentum in this final stretch of seven or eight games... Might that draw some eyes of guys who are about to hit the open market this summer and say, "Now that team, they had they had a tough year. They dealt with no, you know some no. some key You don't losses. get to make that argument and lose the play in. You don't get to make that argument and then not make the play in. Nope, 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 nope. I'm shutting that down right now. Thank you. I'm glad that you agree with me on that because I'm just saying that's an argument I've heard from Bulls fans. Well, they're going to draw the attention of, of some, you know, desirable free agents with with what? Again, like I said, going four and three in your final seven games, maybe. 
We have North. We have North Ave Beach. We don't have Atlantic or Pacific Oceans to to go when you still suck and you lose forty five or fifty games in a season. Like that can distract you from bad basketball. We have snowy winters and like six days out of the year where you can go out and lay on North Ave Beach. That being said, like those are the types of things that draw guys in outside of lose. Like if you're trying to draw somebody in from a losing franchise. Guys aren't coming mm-hmm. here just because you won four or five games at the end of the season and still miss the play-in. Like, I'm with you 100%. No. Like, my argument is valid there if you make the play-in. Then then at least you have something. You have something tangible to hold on. It's like, yes, it's only the play-in, but the Bulls haven't made the playoffs in three and a half years, four years. It, it gets yeah. you to another step. This does not. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, you know, it, it's like... Uh, my buddy Zayma always says it's like nobody, no teams actually get free agents. Like it doesn't happen anymore. Like star players either demand trades out of where they are and and choose their destination while they're in mid contract, and then there are like two teams, maybe three, that get free agents. It's both LA teams and it's Miami, and it's because Miami is Miami, and not only the oh yeah, hey Miami Beach, hang out here, uh, state taxes, mm-hmm. nope compared to Chicago taxes. Yeah. And then LA, Southern California. Wow. It's, it's 70 and sunny every day of the year, every year. And it's LA it's Hollywood. I I could set up all of the other elements of my NBA persona and business career outside of my actual playing here in LA where all of this Hollywood style business gets done. It's, and and it's just like, it doesn't matter that Chicago is a big market. It does not matter at all. The, the the allure of, hey, bring this great franchise back to prominence and be the first guy to lead the Bulls to a title since Jordan in the dynasty. No, it means diddly shit. I mean, especially from like a, a younger fan base's perspective, like obviously fa- younger fan base has respect for the Jordan thing, but I did have to roll my eyes a little bit when literally coming into the national broadcast, Matt, the first cut is Jordan hitting a game-winning shot. I'm like, they show Jason Tatum hitting game winners and not Larry Bird hitting game winners, yet we get the Michael Jordan right. treatment from 30 years ago. And I get it. Like, greatest player of all the time. Because I get that's it. all this organization has right now. It's they true. have been riding the coattails of Jordan and that six championship run for 30 years. It's a blessing and a curse for sure. Uh, the other thing, too, is it's LeBron, too. Like, wherever LeBron goes, he basically gets just whoever he wants. So, and if he doesn't get them, he leaves and yeah. goes somewhere else they can get him. Um, Mm-hmm. I have a thought, really. but hey, we we almost got him in 2010. That counts for something, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, almost. Uh, I have a one more thought before we get out of here, and we kind of talk about the rest of the week. And honestly, it's weird to say it, but it's the last week of Bulls basketball, man. Like for this season. Thank God! <laughs> Thank God! I am so ready to be done with this season. Man. After this month, man. After the last month that we went through, and just for the most part, a lot of losing, a lot of remembering what last year felt like. I'm with you. If you asked me a prior All-Star break, I would have been like, nah, man, I want the season to continue. But I think for the better of this entire organization, I'm excited about what's going to happen in the offseason too. And who knows? Maybe right. we even have a draft pick to talk about. Uh, I've got something to pick your brain about before we get out here. But first, want to tell our listeners about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of your bets and all of the action at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. 
as teams prep for their playoff runs, especially NBA teams. You think about it just a week, week and a half. And NHL is, too, prepping for their playoffs as well. So you can bet on all of that at Bet Online. Head to their website, use their mobile device today, sign up, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? And those are awesome. If you don't know these Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. Check out flavors like coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. I had a salted caramel for breakfast today, Jordan. Ah, delicious. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box from BuiltBar.com where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Great for the health-conscious sports fans out there. Most of these Built Bars have 17 grams of protein, but only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Order today, get the raspberry, the mint brownie, or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It would help if I turned my level up. <laughs> does, your, hey. does your does your mind change at all about Kobe White over the next uh, over the over the next couple of weeks, maybe over the next couple of months as we head into next season? Just seeing how well he's played over the last month. I know it being without Zach, but has it made you contemplate at all, thinking about he can't be the point guard of the future? Have you been tricked by what you've seen over the last month, or do you truly believe that's development? I wouldn't necessarily say my feelings on Kobe White have changed over the last month or so when he how about got Bulls fans in, in general lineup. how about Bulls fans just in general oh I I am concerned about what I'm seeing from Bulls fans on Twitter right now talking about Kobe White in ways that I think need to be pumping the brakes because look I don't think we've learned anything new if anything I think that we have relearned what I believe I already knew which is that Kobe White while not a great uh, you know, offense generating, distributing point guard. He's got a high dribble. He's got a loose dribble. He doesn't have great court vision. Turnovers are an issue. Is a guy who can be lethal when being a catch-and-shoot threat playing off the ball and at times just putting his head down and getting to the rim himself. Those are the things that we have always known Kobe can do from his rookie year. That That's not different. What is different is that the Bulls in Vooch now have a second guy who's capable of playmaking in addition to being a double-team threat himself offensively. So between that and Zach Levine, Kobe has these opportunities where he's not the second guy, he's the third guy. And then a lot of time being the third guy is just a catch-and-shoot sniper. And we have seen that as recently as last night where he knocks down five threes you know, he's 5'11 from downtown. He's got 21 points. Great. Take the responsibility of starting point guard off of his shoulders. And, you know, maybe it's a, uh, you know, a, a different split of, okay, this this is Vooch's usage, this is Zach's usage, and this is Kobe's. Do I still want to see AK and Eversley try and find something more resembling of a competent starting point guard for this roster this summer? Yeah, I do. 
and I don't think I have changed my opinion on Kobe White, despite the fact that, hey, he's had this nice bounce back. I'm happy for him. And he's probably, in my opinion, still a piece that the Bulls are, are you know, worth keeping around for, you know, another season or two of his rookie deal before you have to start working, worrying about an extension for one Kobe White. But no, I mean, it's like Bulls fans who are starting to think that Kobe White is having this you know, reinvention of himself. It's like, no, he's just being allowed to be the best version of himself. We've we've always known the best version of Kobe White. I think it is fair to say that you can, he he has developed in a month, in six weeks since Zach has been out. And well, even I would say post-All-Star break, let's put it there. Post-All-Star break, I think there has been some room from improvement. Uh, Cowley brought up his defense and we talked about his defense. He brought it up today on the air and he said that's been the most surprising development of Kobe's game from day in and day out is his effort level on the defensive end. And we talk about that a lot with Zach's defensive improvement this year, at least in the first half. Second half, kind of disappeared a little bit, but he's had the best defensive season he's had in his entire career. And I think that's the same thing with Kobe White. Those types of things add up. And you even look at... Uh, take away his offense, man. Take away his offense for two or three years even. I still think that that can develop, and that's his main skill, but you're right. I go back to the to the conversation we had like a week before the trade deadline. You and I were going back and forth, back and forth, trying to pull Bulls fans off the ledge about Kobe White, and it's like, just let the guy develop a little bit. He's 21, and you're asking him to be the number two star on your team and the secondary score, and I just don't think he's ready. It's not that he can't do that. It's, I just don't think he's ready to do that yet. And it's crazy. Right. When you bring Vucin, who can score 25-30 a game, and you don't have to have Kobe be relied on as that guy next to Zach, it's crazy what things right. can happen. Yeah, and, and again, like I think the reality that Bolts fans sometimes have a hard time facing is that Kobe is a very similar and less good version of our first all-star, Zach Levine. He's a shooting guard who, when asked to be a main ball-handling point guard, gets a little overwhelmed and turnovers are an issue. And he's just a less good version of our very good shooting guard who's an all-star. And like you said, still, Bulls fans forget, very young. And look how much better Zach has gotten in seasons five, six, and seven and Kobe's only in year two. He just happens to play the same position as the guy on our team who's an all-star. The other thing that I will say about Kobe, when you say look at the development and you've seen it on the defensive end, I have seen some small glimpses of his decision-making on the offensive end improving in this recent stretch of games where we used to just slam our heads against a wall saying, how did Kobe not see that mismatch that he had? Where, you know, whoever it was, whatever big, Thad, Lowry, now Vooch, Wendell earlier, like, get get the mismatch guy the ball. And Kobe was just like blinders, didn't even recognize mismatches. You're seeing now, especially with the arrival of Vooch, Kobe making better decisions with the ball and being just rudimentary level point guard capable of saying, this is where the ball needs to go on this possession and not jacking up a bad shot or not turning the ball over because he's trying to do too much himself. It goes back to trust, Again, it's, man. It's not a wild improvement that I've seen from him in that regard, but it is a noticeable improvement. It goes back to trust. Like, you, you think Kobe White can trust Vooch better than he can trust Carter to, hey, pick up a defensive assignment if somebody beats me? Or, hey, you roll to the basket and actually catch the ball and fucking dunk it? 
Like those are things right. that Kobe doesn't and have use to worry your about. Size, unlike yes. Lowry. Like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Not just to, to beat up on Carter, but like seriously. We know Carter and marketing can do that, but can they do that consistently to the point where your point guard doesn't have to worry every time he he throws you a bounce pass on a pick and roll that you're going to fumble it or that you're just going to get it and lay it in. You've done it a million times and he could do that with an all-star like Vooch. To your point, he can't do that consistently with guys like Carter and marketing who've been next to him for the better part of a year and a half. Those are all right. good good points, man. And like that's part of developing too is you've got to go through some of these struggles. Um, again, I will continue to say this. Let Kobe develop. Let's not let's not destroy Kobe the way that we destroyed marketing over the last couple of years. And granted, we put a lot of pressure on that dude. And that dude set high expectations for himself in year one. But and not- he did that to himself. Correct. He made the all rookie first team. Okay, like that. If you don't follow that up with more improvement and that trajectory, then expect to get dragged by fans who expected more from you. Correct. A hundred percent, man. And like when you're showing that you can put up 20 and 10 and then all of a sudden that disappears for a month, six weeks, it's like, I I don't blame people for being critical of Lowry. That being said, let's not, let's let Kobe and Patrick Williams too. This is going to be something with Patrick Williams next year, Matt. It's going to be the Kobe treatment where year two, we got to kill our sophomores for some reason. Let's let's be patient. I saw Bulls fans last night even oh like Patrick Williams. What do you have? Four points. Only took a couple of shots. Um, Who cares? Um, Zach had thirty. Vooch had twenty (laughs) nine. Kobe had twenty one. What what are we complaining about here? It's not two K. It's not two K. Where Zach goes and gets fifty, and Patrick Williams can get you twenty five. Like right? (sighs) Yeah. Three of our starters combined for eighty points. And we're complaining that our rookie 19-year-old starter had, had had an off night. It's like, I'll, come on, guys. I will take that any day of Zach, Kobe, Vooch combining for 70, 80 points a night and rather and see Patrick Williams drop five points. Like, I'm okay with that. For right now, at least. Yeah. Um sure. But yeah, let's let's be patient with Kobe White. And I'm just interested to see what what they do this summer, because like I still feel like phone calls will be happening over the summer about him. And it might just be like baseline level interest from other teams. It's like, hey, if you want to make a deal, what would Kobe cost? Like, I think those conversations are still going to be very much had this summer uh, if they were ha- happening at the deadline. Uh, that being said, Matt. I mean, playoff teams that need some scoring punch, maybe off their bench, looking for that six-man type, the the Jamal Graw- Crawford, the Lou Williams, the Ben Gordon that Kobe looks like a young version of who still has several years of team control on a rookie scale contract. I think plenty of teams in the league who need a player like that would be interested in Kobe. Teams who are trying to rebuild on the fly, like teams that don't have first round draft picks or haven't had a lot over the last couple of years, don't have a lot of cap space either. I think that makes a ton of sense, man. So hit us up though. 331-979-1369. It's the last week of Bulls basketball. Still technically in it as far as like the play-in goes until further notice. Give us your thoughts though. You want to talk about the offseason? How do you feel about this season as a whole as a Bulls fan? Just Do you feel a little disappointed are you okay with where they stand overall collectively from where we started in december to where we are now anything 331-979-1369 text messages voicemails anything you got for us we're on twitter at jordan c malley at bulls underscore peck and at locked on bulls for matt peck i'm jordan malley bulls nation have a wonderful day be back tomorrow with a fresh episode for jordan and matt we are out 
Deuces. Locked On Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.